Yes, sir. Um, we got we got us a little new uh, podcast headquarters going on, so that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, man. The uh, the events at our old studio, aka my living room, <laughs> made it where we had to come find a new place. So yeah. we are in a nice new white, very bright studio, yeah. and uh, I feel good. I feel great. And I'll be completely honest with you, Spence. I love your house, but uh, this is way cooler. Yeah, I feel like official. <laughs> we got a camera in front of us, man. We're just rocking and rolling. Yes, so sir. Yes, I sir. I think it's gonna be good. Um, but yeah, let's let's jump right in, man. It's uh, it's been some time. I've had many people asking, like, "Hey, uh, you guys doing the podcast still?" Or, "Hey, that that only was two episodes and done." So, uh, we want to kind of explain the past few months of our lives uh what it's looked like and why we kind of took a break from the i I am unqualified podcast so yeah so i've actually had some of the same conversations and like i actually had a couple of people tell me like like dude what the heck like uh you had me hooked for two episodes and you know like that was my crack and and you just took it away from me no but um but just to assure everybody, we're not going anywhere. We're we're gonna be here, and uh, I I think I I pretty can safely can say that the Lord's been speaking to both of us in, in some pretty major ways, in over the last what's it been three months? About so, yeah, yeah. We're going on three months, I believe. So it was just time for. Uh, I think we kind of jumped into it really fast because we were excited and. Yeah. Um, our lives were just in a state, I think, where hustle and, and get on with the with the day and throw this in when we could wasn't, uh, you know, that's not what we wanted this to be. So yeah. I think it was a time we needed to step away and reevaluate things. And uh, what we'll kind of talk about later is is getting at a pace with uh, that, that Jesus walked at. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of been the last few months for us. So uh, we we wanted to ensure you guys that we are – we're not going anywhere. We will be gone for <laughs> a little. I'll be gone for a little while coming up, but uh, the podcast is still going. So yeah. So two things you mentioned right there. You talked. Uh, you briefly mentioned hustle, and that's something that both of us have big time been. I think the Lord's been kind of working on our hearts with. Um, but you also mentioned you're go- you're going to be going away for a little while, and this time it's a good thing. <laughs> like we're not we're we're not uh, abandoning nobody. But you're going to be what going a few weeks. Um, tell tell us a little bit about hustle and uh, why you're going to be gone for a little while. Yeah, man. I uh, I think it kind of goes back to really this whole past year of my life. Um, this past year has been a uh, man, I'm a, I'm when it comes to like work, and I'm not bragging. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a hustler on work. Like yeah. I wanna, I wanna be somewhere where I'm gonna make money. I wanna make a lot of money, and yeah. I wanna do everything I can do to make that money. And I'll work really hard to get it. Um, and really, honestly, that was a uh, like a blow to me. Like, yeah. hey, maybe that's not what you need to be focused on. Um, mm-hmm. So I could really feel God uh, putting that in my life over the past year, um, and it kind of led out into, in December, me getting a new job, and, um, man, the pieces have just fallen together where, 
uh, my wife and I will be gone for 16 days mm. serving the Lord in Africa. Let's go. Uh, medical missions. I'll be leading up evangelism. Um, Let's and, go. And we're really going to dive into uh, that trip because I think it's very interesting. I've had a lot of people reach out, and I haven't really been able to get into it completely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the hustle, man, uh, I had to realize that, you know, it ain't all about the the, the rush to make all that money and the rush of life and just just living day to day, uh, there's a lot more to it and and I've learned that and I think that's something you've kind of mm. also experienced in the past. Yeah, and past I'm gonna stop months. you right there because um, this coming from like m- me and you especially, I feel like is kind of a big deal because actually both of our jobs, um, they actually depend on us hustling you know like we get paid like per job and me is like basically the same thing so it's like the faster I get this done um, the more I hustle you know then the more money I make and the better the hourly all that good stuff I get a I get an early day if I get x y and z done Um, but if 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 me and you are learning this right now that it's not about the money and it's not about straining yourself trying to um just trying to make as much money as possible it's about slowing down and actually walking with jesus instead of trying to get ahead of him Mm. um then i think i think that's something that is just such a huge part of our culture um so did you want to elaborate on that yeah man i i totally agree um it's in our work environment, that's looked down upon, slowing down. And it's not that I get to work and I slow down, but I, I have learned to pace myself. And honestly, it's been even better for me in my job because I'm performing at a higher rate. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm performing better. Um, I feel better, too, about the work I'm doing because I've slowed down. I'm still getting the jobs done. Uh, and, and that's not just something that I've learned in my work life. It's been relationships. Uh, I've learned to pace myself. Uh, and, man, I'm just going to go ahead and shout the book out. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry <laughs> has been a – I mean, it just, it smoked me, man. It was, it was such a good book. Um, I, I heard some folks talk about it at a beach retreat we went to and I read it and it has slowed my whole life down. Uh, like we said at work, but also my relationships are, uh, are totally different with people now. Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of, I mean, I love people, so I love to talk to people. So it was kind of a, how can I get to, a, B, C, D here. How can I have a conversation with all four of them? Mm-hmm. And instead of now, it's kind of like, okay, well, the pace Jesus walked uh, is is the pace of love. So mm-hmm. how can I slow down to that and love these people intentionally instead of, okay, well, I talked to all four of them. We're good to go. Yeah, We're good absolutely. rolling. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's more of an intentional talk uh, with the, the relationships I have with my marriage, uh, with my friends, me and Trey, man, we've, we've been communicating better. <laughs> uh, we tend to have some rough moments, but I feel like our communication has been a lot better. We've been hanging out a lot. Yeah. Uh, my relationships with close friends have, have grown. Um, this just this slow down pace yeah. is, is, is life changing. It really yeah. is. It's, it's, I mean, everything has, 
I, I've seen improvement in almost every aspect, I think, of, of life with this whole slowdown thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something, like I was just saying earlier, like culture and, yeah, like our culture teaches literally the exact opposite. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I was literally raised, like my whole life I was taught, like no matter what, you got to work hard, like get after it, get after it all the time. Like it's all about how hard you work, which is great. Like that's, that's kind of what we have to realize is like, Things like hard work are, are they're great things, yeah. but they make lousy gods, mm. you know. So, and that was a big thing for me because, so you you were a college tennis player. I, I didn't play college baseball, but it was basically my whole life um, for about twelve or thirteen years, anyways. Um, and quite literally, it was. I worked my fingers to the bone trying to do the absolute best. Y'all have heard my story. Like, um, it was literally all I thought about. It was, it was, um, I worked so hard at it anyways, but at the end of the day, it made a lousy God because it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great thing to work hard at something and want to do something. And, uh, even if you say, man, this is for the glory of God, but like, really was it <laughs> you know like was I doing that for God or, or like was I just working myself to death just to say that I was busy this week or just to say that um I worked harder than the person next to me mm-hmm. and actually that's kind of what started coming to my coming to my mind is like um because even even recently in the last few months it was like me and you just like it was like the from, from the time we met, like, dude, we started trying to get involved, like, every <laughs> single possible place we could. For sure. Which, like I'm, sa- like I'm saying, to serve and to to be involved a- a- in the church or in a whatever it is, um, there's, these, are, these are great things. But we have to slow down and we have to say, all right, God, you, all right, Jesus, let me walk with you you lead me and I'll follow you and you can lead me through this thing. And, um, but yeah, like I'm saying, these are great things and we kind of jumped into it and, uh, ultimately I think it hurt us, but I think that this season has been absolutely phenomenal. Like going through this whole rest thing and, um, all of that, like, oh, but what I was saying, dude, I, I'm, I'm going to start going on rants <laughs> this whole podcast. I already know, dude. So um, whenever I think about myself just trying to be as busy as possible, like, for me, I think it's a little bit of a pride thing because I think about um, the story where um, the disciples were like, you remember when they were arguing over, they were asking Jesus, like, Who's going to be at your right hand at the kingdom? And is it going to be me? Am I going to be at the right hand? Like they didn't understand. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to serve in as many different places as possible so that I can say, look what I've done. Yeah. Instead of saying, let me serve here. Let me serve these people yeah. intentionally, like you said. 
and I can say, look what he did for me, mm. right? So, um, so that's how, how it is for me. Um, I don't know if you had anything else on that, yeah. but um, you got something Yeah, else? I mean, uh, that was just kind of – I feel like that whole season was – I was in that same position. Like, I'm going to get involved in everything. Uh, and, and mine definitely, it was a pride thing. Like, I'm here, 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 and here. I'm with these people. Um, but also it was something in this, uh, and we'll get into this later, but this season of slowing down and um, just kind of sitting in silence and reflecting and letting God speak to me, he's really told me, like, hey, it's time to quit the the people-pleasing, mm-hmm. the – the building, uh, you know, I, I burned a lot of bridges way back when, and really I've been getting that feel of, hey, you know, it's not just because you're serving in the student ministry and, and doing this and you're serving here and have this group. Um, it's it's not about impressing people, mm-hmm. and that's something in this time of, of rest and just letting God speak. I've really uh, – that situation has really come about, yeah. and in that I've honestly stepped away from a lot of stuff um because of that because uh, man I was people please like crazy when yeah. it came to a lot of that stuff I wanted some of these guys that I know I disappointed back in the day to uh you know come back around and approve me mm. um and that honestly I've had a lot of peace and I think those relationships will eventually kind of rekindle themselves uh it, without me you know shoving myself into everything I can to try and make them proud and, and you know, be impressed by me. So that was just something else I got. And, you know, we were kind of talking about that, that, that busyness, but it's, it was a lot of busyness for me, but it was also, you know, how can I impress these people? How can I make these people, you know, come back to me right. since I've pushed them away? So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good season of life, yeah. man. It's it's not it's about it's, it's not about you, right? It's not yeah. about us. Like yeah. even I, I really like how I heard somebody say this, but I really like how somebody says that even if you break down the the entire Bible into three different sections, like um, like you take the Old Testament, the whole if you if you want to put it in one sentence and summarize the whole testament, you can say the Old Testament says Jesus is coming. The Gospels say Jesus is here, and Acts to Revelation says he's coming back. So literally the whole thing is about Jesus. Like, it's not about me and you. Yeah. Like. I think once you learn that, it's uh, <laughs> it's something you definitely have to remind yourself every day. Yeah. But once you do remind that, it's not about you. It's uh, There's really a different, it's just a different feeling all around. Yeah. Uh, when you're reminding yourself of the Gospel and you you are not thinking about yourself it's it's like a whole different you know a whole different story mm. like it hits you different yeah uh, so that, that's been a big one for me mm. yeah man so do you want to talk about let's talk about Africa for a little bit yeah so this trip really man God just laid all the pieces out in this trip yeah. and it's uh, in December like I said I I got this new job and it was much needed. Um, it put me closer to home. It gave me a lot more time to be involved with students, uh, with people, 
to hang out more uh, with with my community, my spiritual family, my wife. Uh, it was much needed, and man, I turned down some jobs, and honestly, I didn't know how to feel, and really prayed about it, and ended up just jumping off a limb pretty much and being like, let's do it, okay? And I took the job, and uh, my boss ended up being just the friggin' coolest guy, man. Yeah. I mean, he's he's one of, uh, by far the best person I've ever worked for. Um, he's kind of like that that dad role at the boss at the job because, you know, he, we have a small company, um, so he treats us like his kids practically. Uh, but, man, he, he loves Jesus, man. He loves uh, – any chance he gets, he's he shares his God moments with me, and it, it was definitely something in that transitional season that I needed. Like the first time I met him, <laughs> yeah. he said, "Hey, uh, three things: I love to fish, I love my wife and kids, and I love Jesus, man." Yeah. And that was just my first day on that job. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is it, yeah. you know? This is what I I I mean, God, that, that just affirmed like this was the one." Yeah. Um, so that fell into place, man, and. I was able to um, get some time off. We went to Passion, and man, things just fell into line. Man, my wife opens her Bible, and there's a, a business card for Africa in it, and um, they're translating Bible verses into African languages. And um, David Potts' sermon was just about going and sharing with people, with, with unreached people. Mm. Um, and at that moment, I was like, okay. So this whole mission thing, me and my wife have been praying about, this is it. Mm. Um, and, dude, like three weeks later, from we got back from Passion. I get an email, and it's like, hey, we heard you guys wanted to go to Africa. <laughs> and we had not contacted anyone. Yeah. So we were like, okay, uh, well, if the other 39 signs weren't it, this is definitely it. Yeah. Um, so that was like the time. I was like, when you you were like, all right, we're yeah, going. yeah. So we just jumped in, man, and uh, it was it was a little scary. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, this is months and months and months in advance, and we were uh, about three months away from leaving. Two two three months. We got into it in March. We leave uh, next week, so yeah. uh, it was quick. Uh, they said, hey, we need eight grand. Uh, we need you to get these shots. We need you to turn this in. We need you to do this paperwork. We need to get a plane ticket, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and honestly, it was very discouraging. I was really nervous. Yeah. Um, didn't think we were going to be able to, honestly, $8,000. And uh, we had about four weeks to, to round up $8,000. Yeah. And that's not just, you know, play money. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, man, our we really prayed probably harder than we've ever prayed about like god if this is what you want us to do uh, so be it let it be like you know give us give we will know you provide and our village came around man and we raised eight thousand dollars uh we got all the supplies we needed we've had everyone reaching out praying for us um man god really provided for this trip uh, it's been it's like a life change and we haven't even went yet yeah. just seeing our village around us and um even people we don't even know mm. venmoing us hundreds of dollars so uh it's been really good and then we got into about april and i was like dude i haven't even asked my boss if i could be off for 16 <laughs> days i was like this guy is like he's giving me money towards my trip and he doesn't even know that i'm gonna be gone 16 days uh so 
I get the courage up finally and ask him, and he's like, awesome. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, and he could have been leaving next week. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he was pumped. He was so pumped. And it was, it was just full circle, man. Like, God had placed each thing, the job, the – going to passion man each thing fell into place um the people we met that were just people we probably may not have come into contact to that god kind of just hey here get on this path real quick you know uh you need to meet these people uh it just it all fell into place and uh now we leave next friday for 16 days Uh, we're going to be doing medical mission work in tanzania we're going to be doing evangelism. I'm actually leading evangelism. I was I was just about to say like don't guys don't let Spencer fool you. He's being <laughs> modest. He's not only going on the trip like he's yeah. heading up evangelism. Yeah, I'm I'm really nervous. Um, but man, I have been so encouraged by the people going with us. Of um, unreached people over there have no idea. Yeah. So when they see people coming over thousands of miles over here, you show them on a map. Some of them have never even seen a map. Mm-hmm. They see this map and they say, Hey, we were here and we came here. Uh, and they see that and man, they're just zoned in from there. They're like, these people, obviously this is important. These people have come from here to here, um, to a village where we have never even seen anyone outside of the village. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very encouraging. I'm very uh, excited to be able to share. Uh, they see thousands of people come to Christ while they're there. Um, we share the Jesus film, and um, they just really take that in because they hear it in their own language in Swahili. Mm-hmm. And for them to hear it in their language, they're like, man, even God remembered us. Mm-hmm. Like, he remembered us. Uh, and, man, you see thousands of people come to Christ uh, and just worshiping him and it's it's definitely been encouraging the videos I've been able to watch the the stories I've been told um, but I think this is gonna be a, a life-changing trip for for us uh, it's already been life-changing I haven't got there I yeah. can't imagine what's gonna happen I think God's really gonna speak uh, I've been praying for clarity on a lot of stuff and I think uh, I think this trip is gonna really clear some things up for me so yeah I'm pumped, man. <laughs> yeah, and like Kennedy, she's never been out of the country, has she? Hasn't. she but you have. I've been to Guatemala. Uh, we went on a ten-day mission to Guatemala when I was in high school, and then I've been to out-of-state missions, but yeah, this is a uh, this is the big leagues. So. Yeah, this is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so. and like I said, my boy here's heading it up evangelism. Scary. So first of all, y'all be praying for him. Yes. Uh, because I know you've been freaking out a little bit about yeah. that. <laughs> uh, it's just making an outline where people who don't have what we have is not easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of them don't even know what a book is. Some of them have never actually seen a book. Yeah. So to be able to really explain this is going to be uh, definitely a work of the Holy Spirit for sure. Yeah. But speaking of that, I actually, um, dude, like I said, we're going to ramble on all yeah. over the yeah. place. But um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but it is gonna be a lot, dude. If you're listening to this right now, just try to bear with me because yeah. I'm gonna be literally all over the place. But I wanted to talk about comfort. So at some point in this episode, um, now's I guess as good as time as ever. Let's do it. And uh, since you just mentioned that, like, that's something that I've kind of I think God's been teaching me a little bit the past few months, but really kind of ever since that moment that 
I took my first like real like leap of faith whenever I was back in high school. I couldn't remember somebody challenged me to like we we didn't really have any kind of like FCA if, if you know what that is. It's like a morning fellowship of Christian athletes. Fellowship of Christian athletes. Like somebody gives a, a short little five ten minute spill type thing. Like I guess. Uh, devotion type thing anyways somebody challenged me to do that in high school and ever since that moment i've i I guess every every step has been bigger and bigger as far as and even leading up to like now we're doing a podcast (laughs) and and dude let me tell you something i'm absolutely unqualified for every single bit of it yeah 100% 100% me too. <laughs> <laughs> but what what I've learned is like the more the more comfortable you get being uncomfortable like the is when the Holy Spirit you really start to see like the Holy Spirit moving in your life because whenever we're uncomfortable it, it gives him so much more to work with, right? Yeah. So um yeah, I wanted to talk about comfort a lot because, like, that's something that's been on my heart. And uh, I think, I think as like as believers, we have to be, we have to get way more comfortable being uncomfortable. And yeah, yeah, even that's something I, I still struggle with that. And yeah. you know, I've been a, you know, I, I prayed to receive Christ when I was in the eighth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, and that's always been a struggle for me is being comfortable with, you know, the mission, Mm. you know, being comfortable talking to people. And I've had probably (laughs) the greatest people around me in situations where I can share. Uh, and it's always been a, a very, like, I just, I go into like straight and like, I start sweating, like my hands get sweaty and I'm like, Oh, there's no way. Uh, so I, I agree. This that's something I've been working on is being comfortable with being uncomfortable, yeah. you know. Uh getting in those situations and knowing that, yeah, Spencer, you're probably not gonna have the words, but hey, you got the Holy Spirit yeah. to come in behind you and, you know, yeah. say what needs to be said. And even if you feel like you may have jumbled said a jumbled up mess, most likely the Holy Spirit did some work yeah. uh, and that's, that's been I think my conversations have gotten better since I've realized like hey you're not gonna have the words that's yeah. okay uh, it, it's definitely gonna work out so yeah actually speaking of that um, so this this works in perfectly with what we're I'm not gonna ramble this time so <laughs> <laughs> so um, a few weeks ago my great-grandmother um, she, she passed away, um, but, um, she was, she was a believer and, um, we had about three and a half years with her more than what we thought we were going to have. And we were all kind of at peace with it, but, um, so she passed away and I was asked to give like the graveside service which like yeah. talk about uncomfortable. <laughs> you talk about uncomfortable. Like at first I was like, 
man, I, I've spoken in front of people a few times. Like, I think I kind of get the gist. I think I can do this. Like, I can hold myself together, and I can do this. Well, let me tell you, I could not do that. <laughs> First of all, that was the that was the absolute most uncomfortable and absolute most, like, it was the hardest thing. It was probably top three hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Like, it was rough. Yeah, it, it was rough. But what I, what I saw from all that is, like, whenever I was doing that graveside service, I was kind of, um, I, I couldn't get the words out. I, I, I was kind of missing a lot of points. But I've never had so many people come up and tell me, like, man, that was unbelievable. Like, you did a great job, and, like, I don't know. I just that he, I had several people tell me, like, man, that was unbelievable. And, of course, like, it, it wasn't just, like, the, the uh, like, oh, the, my family member that I know super well. It was, like, family members that I don't talk to often. And that's, that's a perfect example of me not having the right things to say and – literally the Holy Spirit moving not only in me but in that entire place like that entire graveside service um but now that I'm on that topic I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with my Christian friends (laughs) all right so after I, I, I did that graveside service I had a guy that I've literally probably met one time and um he came up to me after the service and he said, he said, Trey, you're not going to believe this. So-and-so is, um, he, he's not a believer. We, we know for a fact he's never accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. And he, and, he, and he looks at me and he says, but guess what? He heard the gospel not once but twice today, and he was so excited, man. And um, I can remember walking away from that conversation thinking, why have I never had a conversation like that before? Like, like on, an, on, on like the freaking national championship game, <laughs> you will see the most excited people you've ever seen in your life, and you'll have ten baptisms at, Sunday, at, at, at um, church Sunday, and you'll barely see that same person crack a smile, right? Mm. So, guys, we're, we're playing with, like, we're playing with eternity, eternity here. Like, this is something that has to be celebrated and that deserves to be celebrated above everything else. I agree. And so to that guy, I mean, he's he might be listening to this and he knows who he is. Like, shout out to him um, because that is the way that as believers that we should be looking at uh, the souls of our brothers and sisters is is like, man, maybe he didn't accept Christ today, but guess what? He sat and he heard the gospel twice. He's two steps closer to accepting it than he was whenever he came here, right? So to that guy, like, hats off. That was awesome. 
But to everybody else, do better, man. Do, do better. better <laughs> yeah, I think that has a lot to do with that being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times do I get uncomfortable and completely ignore someone, not have that conversation, not have a conversation to even give them some sort of hope, you know? Yeah. Um, I find myself in those situations a lot. And that that just is a good reminder that that guy, you could run into someone who maybe has had three or four signs that day, mm-hmm. and you're that fifth sign, you know? Yeah. You're that – you're that – God is going to use you as as that that breaking point for that person, yeah. um, and I really think about how many times I've missed those opportunities that you know God's presented in front of me, and I'm like, okay, God, hang on, yeah, look, my hands are sweaty, man, I'm I'm nervous, I don't want to mm-hmm. do this, mm-hmm. and I walk away from that situation. Uh, I think I've done a lot of, I've had a lot of growth, I think, with my mindset on that in this you know th- we're talking about this season of life you know mm. uh of this time we've taken a break trey and i really have i i think he could say so as well <laughs> we've really been diving into a lot of stuff yeah. uh we have slowed down but we've really dove in spiritually in that slowing down yeah. um and i think that's one of the the big things that i have grown uh spiritually physically emotionally like I'm good with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I I'll walk in the, com- I'm, I'll walk right into the conversation now. Mm. Uh, I think, kind of who we surround ourselves with and the relationships we've gained over the last little while, I think that is really poured into that. Yeah. Uh, so, that's completely agree. Yeah, and um, yeah, absolutely. Like. Um, Comfort's a funny thing, man, because, like, I don't know, like, where exactly it comes from, <laughs> but, like, if I'm uncomfortable, like, you, you're going to have trouble getting me to do something that I'm not comfortable to do, right? Um, like, I've got another example. Like, um, this, this actually happened today, and this – Kind of blew me away. This is a crazy story. You have to listen to this. <laughs> I um, several months ago, the guy that helps me helps me at work. Um, it's evident that he um, d- doesn't necessarily have a relationship with Christ, and um, we we had had several um, gospel conversations at this point, and, and finally, it was his birthday. And I stopped in the middle of the day. I said, um, I went and got him a little something-something for his birthday or whatever. And we get back to the office that afternoon, and uh, I said, look, man, I uh, I just want to pray for you. So if there's anything specific, uh, it could be anything at all, uh, just let me pray for you. And he kind of looks at me kind of kind of like, what the heck, you're a weirdo. But um, so he looks at me, he thinks for a little while, and um, finally he says, I, n- I know what I want you to pray for me for. I have an eight-year-old daughter that lives in Colorado, and I've never really met her, don't know much about her, um, haven't never really been uh, allowed, quote-unquote, you know, because 
legally to see her and for no for no real reason so i said and anyways he told me this whole spill about what happened and finally i said i said all right well we're gonna pray right now that um you know if if it's god's will that he would uh let you see his daughter let you see your daughter and um so we did and it kind of blew me away because that night he uh he comes to work the next day he said trey you'll never believe this a random number that i have no idea who it is texted me last night and it was a picture of my daughter (laughs) like how crazy is that and uh for a while i was going around i was like i was like man praise god this is something right so then today, the, saint, my, the guy that helps me, he comes to me, man, he's in tears. And he says, Trey, you're never going to believe this. I, I, I got a call last night from uh, DHR in Colorado. And they told me that um, I have to come to court and I can come get my daughter. I can see my daughter. It's crazy. And I'm blown away, and he's in tears, and I'm just about in tears, and I'm like, praise God, man. Like, But let me tell you something. The, the, whenever the That day that I prayed for that guy, I was extremely uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But I knew that God was telling me that that was something he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. There's another story. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, dude, I, uh, again, we're going to continue to ramble on and rant about random stuff, uh, but this is an exciting season of life here for both of us, I think. Uh, God really has been moving and, and talking to us and, and leading us and guiding us, so uh, we did want to kind of hit a few more things before we finish up, and, and I think one of them is, has been huge for me is, um, you know, me and Trey are uh, currently in a discipleship group, we're being discipled um, in order to learn the tools we need to better disciple others. Uh, and it's been in a really encouraging group. Um, I've learned a lot, but man, one of the tools that I've really used, um, you know, over and over again that we've learned is this peace circle. Uh, and it's just kind of every few weeks, just evaluating like where in my like how much peace do I have with where God has me and my purpose and uh, just all those things. And for me, something I struggled with when I first learned this tool was uh, peace with my purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually my lowest percentage because I didn't, you know, I as much as I love my job and my boss and uh, how great it is, um, I work alone all day, every day. I don't see anyone. Uh, and, man, I know God's gifted me with uh, – the ability to talk to people and I, mean, I used to have a sales job and I, I could talk to anyone and have conversations for with hours and hours I mean, and hours and hours I do it to trail the time you know it we, bores me to death uh that's just something that God has gifted me with and uh I don't get to use that at my job so you know I I really have struggled with you know God what's my purpose like yeah. this can't be it like you want me to sit in this machine and work by myself? Like that's my that's my purpose. Um, and man, I <laughs> Trey can tell you I I probably brought it up 
three weeks in a row at that group, I was like, dude, I'm really struggling with this purpose thing. I was like, I don't know what to do. But we went to um, I, I, we went to a beach retreat with some young adults, and and that's where I was introduced to the ruthless elimination of hurry. Uh, and man, we dove deep into silence and solitude. Uh, and to sum it up, honestly, that that is getting alone and not doing anything, <laughs> letting God speak. Bringing it's no way work. harder than it sounds. Yeah, it is so <laughs> hard, dude. I'm talking, you will doze off. You will be thinking, I, I have to have a comeback word. Be like, yo, God, bring me back, bring me back. Uh, but, man, my first time doing that, man, I s- laid there for probably 25 minutes, and I was like, dude, this is stupid. I was like, I cannot do this. The guy that would, you know, Seth was teaching us this, like, you know, do this, this, this. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And then, dude, right before I got up, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I did get something. And I wrote down, like, clarity yeah. uh, in my notebook. Uh, and, man, I literally started, I was like, okay, let's cut Seth some slack. Let me try this out. Uh, dude, I, I do it religiously now. Mm. It's like a, I mean, even if it's on my lunch break, I'll jump in my truck, close my eyes, and just sit in silence uh, and let God speak. And, man, God has spoken to me in so many different ways since I've started doing that, and one of them being purpose. Um, it, Dude, I, I honestly did not understand purpose for me at all. I was like, there's no way this is my purpose. But, um, you know, in that, God really showed me, like, while this may not be my future, he purposely has me in this position yeah. uh, with this job. Obviously, I'm at a job where no other job that you go to is going to let you off for 16 days. Uh, you know, no boss is going to be sharing his God stories with you yeah. while y'all are driving in the truck. You know, um, and and it kind of hit me one night with we were standing around with some students talking, and it was just like. It was full circle for me. Like this is, this may not be like what I'm doing in six months. This may not be what I'm doing in ten years. But, like, yes, this is your purpose, Spencer. Like I, I could feel God like putting that on me. Like, hey, you know, here's your clarity. Yeah. You know. So, uh, I just think that was really important to hit because I, I know a lot of people are in that same boat. Like. God, you know what exactly? If you take the time to think, like, what is my purpose? Like, it's it's really hard. Like, like, am I? Is, is this my purpose? No. Yeah. Like, it's that's a tough thing to swallow because you're like, geez, you know. Now that I think about it, uh, and man, that's been so encouraging to me. Yeah. That that silence and solitude, dude, has changed the game. Yeah. Just letting God speak, man. And whenever we talk about whenever we talk about purpose, like. For a um, for for people like me and you, like it it just feels like one small tilt of where we believe our purpose is is gonna be like if here it's this big, then in twenty years it'll be yeah it'll be this (laughs) big, and but in reality um, I don't I don't necessarily believe that's true, but Whenever I think about silence and solitude, because like whenever y'all got back from that retreat, we talked about it and I was like, all right, I'll try it out or whatever. And I thought the same thing. I thought this was so (laughs) stupid. 
Um, but I, I did it anyways, and I think I sat there for like 25 minutes or so, and yeah, it was the same thing for me. Like, it was super hard to just sit there and try not to think about anything. <laughs> so I, uh, I did it, and kind of right towards the end, it was like I felt – it was like I felt, or not I felt, I heard God louder than I had in a long time. And I think, I think a big part of that is because, like, the, the, first of all, I talked about our culture a little bit earlier. Our culture is so loud and so, like, obnoxiously all over the place. Like, we have phones, we have, Everywhere you look, there's something to go to to keep you occupied. And everything that's keeping you occupied is not letting you just rest in uh, in your relationship with God. Like, um, it reminds me of, like, Psalm 46. Um, God says, be still and know that I'm God, right? Be still. Just rest in that. He says, abide in, abide in me, and I in you. And um, to abide actually means to cease from moving forward. So, like, take some time this week to actually stop, slow down, and rest in, um, and however that looks like for you daily or, or weekly or monthly, like, whatever that looks like for you, slow down and say, okay, God, like, I understand that I could do X, Y, and Z, and I could, I could, you know, I could accomplish all this, but I'm going to slow down, and I'm going to let you speak. Yeah, for me, it was, I think, I completely agree. I think it's also something very important about it is this isn't adding this to your day. This is removing something mm-hmm. and putting this in its place right. because you add this to your day and it's going to be a rush. Yeah. I I mean, that's kind of how I started it was like, well, I can add it right here. Don't have to take anything off my schedule. But that's not the point. The, the point I've really found of, hey, I have this 30-minute lunch break. Let me take going up to Whataburger and watching TikTok <laughs> and let me sit in silence. Yeah. Uh, let me get rid of the phone. Uh, and sit in silence and let God speak to me mm-hmm. while I have these 30 minutes. And for me, dude, my phone is an addiction. I'm yeah. addicted to my phone. If you look at my screen time, you'll throw up. Uh, and for me, that 30 minutes is just relief, really. Yeah. I'm not thinking about anything. Yeah. Uh, when God speaks, it's it's just a, a different experience than me going and eating lunch and playing on TikTok. It's just, it, it completely changes my I, my spiritual life. My emotions are different. I react to people differently. Um, so I, I just think that's an important part of, this isn't an addition to your schedule. This is finding something to remove to add this in. Right. Where that, where it, to take its place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and, like I said, man, this is um, our. We're always gonna be going after 
Uh, we're always going to be saying, every, everywhere you look, somebody's going to say, go, go, go. Do the next great thing. Get the next promotion, the next raise. Um, go, go one level up in your social status, whatever. I don't know, whatever that looks like. Um, get a nicer vehicle. Get your dream house, right? And like I said, God's just saying, whoa, 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 stop. <laughs> right? Be still. Um, On yeah. that, I'll just add this to that, you know, the go, go, go. Uh, a quote out of the book says, ultimately, nothing in this life apart from God can satisfy our desires. Tragically, we continue to chase after our desires. The result, a chronic state of restlessness, anguish, anger, anxiety, depression, all of which lead to a life of hurry, a life of busyness, overload, shopping, materialism, careerism, a life which turns, in turn, makes us more restless, and the cycle spirals out of control. Right. Indeed. That's money. That's money, <laughs> That's dude. money, dude. <laughs> so, no, but like... Slow serious, down. Seriously, like, <laughs> think about it. What, like, any car that you can get, there's always going to be a nicer one, a yeah. newer one, a better one. Yeah. Any house, there's always going to be something bigger that gets built. Um, what a, uh, There's always going to be another promotion. There's always going to be a better job. There's always going to be those things. And we still don't see that the only thing that's going to satisfy us is God. Yeah. We, st- we still don't see that. And it's the only thing that can satisfy our desires. Yet we, we still get, get up and go at the other stuff. Yeah. And we'd rather chase the other stuff. Yeah. And, but anyways, whenever I, whenever I think about purpose, like I know we've been talking about purpose. Whenever I think about it, it's like, it's kind of like, um, maybe, maybe, have you ever been in like a season of your life where you say, God, I'm ready for the next season, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm ready for something new. Or, or I think I said that last week. Yeah, right. I'm ready for the next season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I heard somebody say this past week, that maybe you've been saying the, just that, like, God, what's next for me? Um, what, yeah, like, what's next for me? And he's saying, like, <laughs> j- he's saying, just do the last thing I told you to do. Mm. And think about it. Did you do it? Like, if you're, if you're trying to rush to get to the next season of life, but yet you still haven't, you heard God, you heard what he told you, but you didn't obey. You didn't do what he said. Hmm. So we're trying to, we're trying to literally skip steps in like, we're, bro, we're trying to skip steps in like with God. <laughs> like, you're really going to try to play God like that, bro? <laughs> no, but, like, seriously, like, run the race with endurance. Like, we're running a marathon, like, 23, or what is it, 26 miles? Dude, I have no clue. Dude, something <laughs> like that. We're running 26 miles, but yet we're running it like a 40-yard dash. Yeah. While Jesus is running like a snail, brother. Bro. No I mean, rush. He's, he's not rushing through nothing. Yeah. I agree. I think we just have to realize that, like, we can't do it all. 
Yeah. And once you realize you can't do it all, that's when you can be like, okay, well, I can't do it all. So now I can take the pace of Jesus. Now I can walk the pace of love. And there's so much freedom <coughs> in that. Yes. There's so, so much, much freedom dude. whenever you finally say, so much. I can't do it. Like, I can't. But that's the the whole reason that Jesus had to pay the price for me yeah. is because I can't do it. And there's so much freedom in that because you don't have to. Like, if, if, if you can't do something, then, then guess what? You don't have to because Jesus already did it for you. And to me, that's powerful. And um, that's got some weight. And somebody needed to hear lot, that. <laughs> A lot. I need to hear it every day, bro. Yeah, I can't I do it all. Dude, it's that's something that in the past I'd say three months has been the biggest life change for me yeah. is slowing down to the point of saying like, hey, uh, we have 30 days this month and 29 of them have something on the calendar. Yeah. Okay, hey, we can't do it all. Yeah, and that for me that looked like hey, I don't, you know, honestly, I stepped away from students and stepped away from uh, group here and and honestly, once I realized that and without my spiritual family, I probably wouldn't have realized that because yeah. I had my spiritual family behind me saying, hey, dude, you're exhausted. Yeah. And, like, it's actually hindering your mission mm -hmm. rather than advancing it. Yeah, and let me encourage somebody. Like, it is okay to say no sometimes. <laughs> like, you can say, you're allowed to say no. Like, you don't have to do it all. You don't have to please everybody. That's not how this works. But, um, but yeah, I had a very very wise man um i don't know if he's going to listen to this but um pastor bill um many years of wisdom in this statement right here <laughs> we were kind of talking about this this type conversation and um he looked at me and he goes he goes trey if you don't break you will mm. like if you don't take a break you are going mm. to break and that's coming from a very successful guy that's on mission. Yeah. A, a very man, successful a man, man. Who, who he was actually, he kind of told me a little bit of, of where this comes from. And he started a ministry called Metro Ministries in um, the inner city of Mobile, um, working with inner city kids. Um, I, I kind of serve for his ministry um, when I can. And... Um, he started this ministry, like, uh, I, I want to say 30-something th years ago. But he was telling me, like, Trey, we were doing these sidewalk Sunday schools, like, three, two, three, four times a week sometimes. And not only here, but from all the way from here to, like, Wisconsin. Jeez. And he's going, he's going, man, it almost broke me and my wife, like, mm. It almost it was almost the end of us, and so ever since then we've learned that that we have to slow down, we have yeah. to break, and um, but I thought that was a I thought that was a pretty profound yeah, statement. Dude. Yeah, if you don't break, you will remember uh, that. A great quote from that book is "Hurry and love are incompatible." I can't love like Jesus if I'm running fifty yards ahead of him at all times. Right, right. Hurry and love are incompatible. Yeah. And man, that there's a difference in my relationships with friends, family, wife, um, everyday people. When I I realize that, hey, 
you're 50 yards ahead again. Yeah. Like that's a, a statement I have to tell myself every day. Hey, you're about 25 steps too far. Yeah, right. Time to, time to back it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's that whole, you know, pyramid topic there of rest and hustle and hurry and uh, it's, it's life-changing if you really dive into it. Yeah, I believe uh, – who was it that wrote that book? John Mark Comer? Yes. Um, I believe he said something about, like – he said something to the effect of, like, he believes that hurry and hustle alone are, like they're, – they're like the silent killers mm. that nobody recognizes because it's nothing that – like, we see it as a good thing, right? Even uh, even though it's really like it's destroying a lot of us, and I, I believe I truly believe that it would have hindered me and you had we not caught it. Hundred percent. So um, he's saying it's the thing that's kind of lurking behind the scenes because even if you do realize, man, I've been busy this month, you don't even like you don't see it as a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> one more thing. <laughs> do you want to get in here? Dude, the one and only team money. Come, come hey, dude, come give a little advice on hustle, bro. And hurry. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, we're almost done, bro. We're almost done. Hustle your way through it, baby. <laughs> Senior pastor himself. Yeah, Taylor Anderson. Uh, but no, first, I want to I I just do something right quick yeah. with everybody. I want everybody who's listening Clap to Clap your hands. Us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Simon says, no. Um, so I want everybody to, like, whatever you're doing, stop um, and just get a mental picture in your head of – what you believe that like heaven or eternity like everybody's got that mental picture in their head right so even it's probably like so far from what it's actually going to be like <laughs> <laughs> but I, everybody's got that mental picture and all right so by now hopefully you have a mental picture of what heaven's going to be like so, I want to just say this. I'm pretty positive that nobody is seeing a bunch of people run around like crazy. Yeah. Like, whenever I see my picture of, like, what heaven's going to be like, it's there's no rush, and there's no nobody running around hurrying. Like, it's so peaceful, and... One thing that brought to m- that 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 brought to my attention was like when hurry enters, when hurry when hurry starts to enter the scene, um, peace your your peace will flee. When hurry mm-hmm. enters, peace will flee. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. It's hmm. good stuff, man. Yeah. Let's uh, we're an hour in, so Dang, let's wrap dude, this junk already. up, man. Yeah. Hey, man, it was great to be back. Uh. We may get one in before Africa, maybe. I hope so. Maybe we'll see. We'll try we'll to. See. But um, golly, we're an hour in, bro. Yeah, bro. Hour so 
There you go, right here on the <laughs> I Am Unqualified podcast. You got to listen to me and Spencer ramble, ramble for an hour, baby. <laughs> for a whole hour. <laughs> and we're not going to try to um, push these episodes. We want to keep them about an hour. So, uh, we're, we're excited. Like I said, this, this season's an exciting season for us, and we just had to jump on here and kind of tell you guys where we've been, why we've been, how we've been, you know. Uh, but yeah, prayers up. I'm heading to Africa. Uh, when I get back, I can't wait to jump on with Trey and do just have a uh, ball telling about you know, what we did, how it went. There's probably going to be a whole other hour of just crazy. I'm, 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 I'm expecting stories I mean, for the I Am Unqualified podcast. I'm going to cry a little. I'm going to talk about me riding ostriches. And <laughs> We're going deep, man. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate all you guys that have stuck around because uh, we kind of ghosted you guys for three months. Yeah. So uh, we, do we do thank you guys for listening. And, uh, yeah, jump back in on us. Uh, Like I said, hopefully we may be able to get another episode in. If not, we'll see you guys at the end of June. Peace out.